Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I gotta believe this is the only place on earth where Winston Churchill, Helen Keller, Kraftwerk, Bob Marley, Bob Dylan, Justin Bieber, Jerry Seinfeld have all appeared on that stage. Like, is there another place that can claim that? Helen Keller, the Dalai Lama? That is a really unique history. And I've stunned them. That's the kind of information you can get on this podcast. Even though there are seasoned pros, they can be stunned into silence. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. It is no. Way out. no, they've got be a, a funky reef if it's all in Toronto. Uh, they've got a great <laughs> history of choral groups, uh, great oh, singers in Toronto. Right, that's what I said. It is what he said. Jeff Simons, how are you doing out in Berkeley, California? Doing okay, hanging in there. Um, awesome. Yeah, ben not Martin, much to report. How is uh, teaching of law going in Knoxville these days? We are bumping along. We are bumping along. Awesome. So you are you are in New York City tonight, are you not? No. Are That's you back Knoxville. home? Look at his refrigerator. I First thought it was not. He reproduced his basement in New York City. That would be worrisome. Like, or maybe that's a set that he. <laughs> I thought maybe to. it was your background that India was walking around in. No, I thought you were. I thought you were out of town. Oh me? No, I was in New York this weekend again, but I'm back. Okay. See, awesome. I wasn't that far off. I thought I you were saying Timmy was in New York. No, no, no. no Timmy no. is definitely. Where Timmy always is. Timmy never leaves the basement. <laughs> and we also have Adam Maris here. Adam, how are you? You're an artist in re- residence. We've already interviewed you. And We're doing reverse order. Reverse order. Adam is here. Uh, record store aficionado. And um, you work currently at the greatest venue to see music in Toronto, Massey Hall. Which I cannot right. wait to quiz Jeff and Ben about. Uh-oh. But first things first, uh, how many of us have been to Toronto? All oh, of us. That's all good. of us. Excellent. Ben, why did you go to Toronto? So um, I, I've been four for four, right? This is the fourth place that I've been. 
That's correct. A sad report. This one I have less of an attractive city report. Oh no. I can't even remember if it was like spring break or winter break, but I went up to Vermont with uh, three or four very dissolute friends from college, not including Jeff. And then from Vermont, we went to Toronto and we just got drunk as hell. <laughs> went to a strip club oh, dear. and then passed out in a hotel. Like it was like six guys with one bed. Like I have no memory. And people are like, have you been to Toronto? I'm like, yes. And they're like, what was it like? And I'm like, I have no report on that <laughs> at all. <laughs> this is nothing to tell you. Wow. wow. Okay. Ben, I, That's I, a very uncharacteristic Ben Barton I was going to say, I didn't I know we would say. see this side of Ben Barton in season three. Tim, Tim is all upset. You see, Tim is all uncomfortable. Everything about that story made Tim a little uncomfortable. Uh, By the way, I almost chose Pour Some Sugar on Me as our song. So we're lucky <laughs> that I didn't do that. <laughs> girls, Jeff, girls, girls. Jeff Simons, Toronto. I went, uh, yeah, I've been twice. Uh, once um, on a family trip, like through Niagara Falls up to Toronto, over, across. Cool. And um, I can't remember why I was there a second time. Okay. Friend visiting. Oh, visiting an old friend who uh, went to McGill. Oh, but cool. uh, I love Toronto. I did not get to know its strip club underbelly with the same intimacy as our co compatriot here. But um, I. yeah, I just like. I, I mean, it's a cliche, but it um, it's it's unbelievably friendly. I felt like a. I just felt like a cad the whole time I was there, like with my stupid american snarkiness and it was uh not necessary or needed because people were very pleasant so that that's my chief memory so i i went to toronto i think in 2016 i had a oh. short a short play win a contest uh the play was entitled metallica is the last straw um and so i got to go to the play festival because they performed the play and i'm like how often do i get to see one of my plays performed i'm going to toronto it's beautiful Got the, such a walkable city, uh, friendly people. Um, yeah, I had a great time until I saw the performance of my play. Help us directors, out. Directors sometimes make decisions, and us writers. Oh, you actually, I remember this vaguely that you were, you Very were upset. bewildered. Yeah. Very upset. All right. Well, we are in Toronto, destination four of our musical road trip. Here on the 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys podcast on your Electricast podcast network. And um, I want to make sure we're clear from the get-go. This can't be our Canada catch-all. So we can't talk about Celine Dion or Brian Adams or Justin Bieber or Jeff Simons and Murray. Right. All right. This Understood. I'll have to uh, let me just rearrange all my notes. But fair, yeah, fair enough. Awesome. Well, let's get things going with the arrival song. Here's the song that we're going to play when we touch down at the Toronto airport to get us excited about our stay.
them, Jeff? No, but I wish I'm going to get to know them better. No notes, Timmy. That song kicks ass. I the, love that. The beaches. Let's go. I'm just a girl who dropped out of a Toronto art school. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Ben, have you ever landed at YYZ and we didn't play YYZ? I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I got a lot of notes. There's, there's going to be. I'm sorry about my text last night. I was doing my best to try and understand Drake before this podcast. Oh, and you'll understand more when I pick a Drake song. It's going to work out for us. And that's just great. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> Had I played this as the arrival song, Ben Barton's brain may have exploded. One of my least favorite songs of all time, Jeff Simons. By the way, this introduction just keeps on going too. I can't believe he didn't start singing there. If I had a million dollars, if okay. I had a million dollars, okay. well, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you a house. So, he buys a lot of things in the so song. Jeff Simons, I remember in season one, you would use the word tweet every once in a while to describe a song. And I was like, what's he mean by that? And then I hear that introduction, and I'm like, "Oh, that's that it." Also, that is, what I love about the introduction is also the like, what else is lying around the studio that makes noise? <laughs> like, we'll do the accordion, we'll do the violin, oh, the accordion we'll do and the violin is the best. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I had them. I had them for an in-store uh, when I was managing Sunrise Records, and uh -huh. um, I don't really have a lot to add to that, but, uh, <laughs> except the fact. I mean, we all we all know about the bare naked ladies here. Yeah, uh, and they're, they're a band. They they're a band. are indeed. It's been one week since you hosted oh, them. Oh, stop. stop. <laughs> All right. Well, what do we know about Toronto? We know that it is the birthplace of the Toronto sound. Adam, has that term ever flown across your radar, the Toronto sound? I mean, I don't think we talk about that here. <laughs> <laughs> In Toronto. Tim's so, Tim's research strikes again. 1955 to 1975, Toronto developed its own kind of like R&B soul scene. And for example, Jeff Simons has the silhouettes ready to go. Yep, 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 that song that all their <laughs> albums would just be that song i like that weird electric guitar thing that i did not expect that was fun oh yeah no and so also that was tired of yip yip yep, yip, yip, <laughs> yip i mean i'm like yes more <laughs> that would have totally been my role in the band like 
But that's the, that's the band that did Get a Job, right? That's their yeah. big famous one, right? That is their big Which is also a Yip song. Yip, 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 yeah, that must have been their thing. Gold mine, you don't give it up. Why stop success? All right, yeah, they had a lot of soul singing, and they tried Ben Barton to do choreographed performances. They they would try to pay homage, I think, well, or steal James Brown's act as much as possible, which pretty good act to try and steal. All right, Adam, you're in on this. Do you have a pen or pencil ready to go? It is um, I, I can. It is the Toronto compilation. Jeff Simons, I have predicted that there will be a song that you will get, and it's going to make you laugh out loud. Oh, I'm excited about that. We're not going after song titles. We're just going after artists. We're playing clips of songs that say Toronto somewhere in the song. And to be clear, we need to get the artist. Is that we right? Not get the, the song artist. Title. That is correct. There are 14 songs. 14. 11 this or 10? be a bloodbath to me. This is your right. week, I think is you go, Let's go with 10. All right. We got this, fellas. Is everybody ready? Wait, did you say there are now 10 songs or 14? 14. There's 14 songs. Your goal oh, we need is to get 10. 10. Yeah, okay. your goal is 10, and I think it's going to be tough. Boom. We were 14 days from Toronto. While on a gig up in Toronto. I need help with this one. Just squeak under unless this uh, is, this is gonna. If I'm lucky, if I'm lucky, I got five. Okay, I'm I'm reevaluating the the tragically hip. I like that clip. So that last song's the tragically hip. It is, yeah. Okay, all right. I thought it might be. All right, should we go to the top? Let's go to the top. No, um, I know this song. I think 
I think I recognize it. I read an article in the New York Times about like a month ago about this guy named Earl McGrath, who was like a scenester who knew everybody in rock and roll. And, and they when he died, his family found like 150 unlabeled reel-to-reels in his cool. closet of like yeah. records that have been given. They put out a record called Earl's Closet. Wow. And I only paid attention to it because one of Timmy's favorite bands is on it. I think that's Hall & Oates. The first song. It, Am I right? It, is, is it Hall and Oats? Hall and Oats. <laughs> That's that awesome. Great. Dude, yeah, I only uh, got that because I wanted, I knew you would love early unreleased Hall and Oats more than <laughs> even, even Hall and or Oats. So I checked it out. I got a, a Toronto, a Toronto thing about Hall and Oats is uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs goal song. So that is every time the Leafs score a goal at home. Okay. They play, in, they play a Hall and Oats song. Every oh. goal. What song? Uh, what's it? Dreams making my you dreams make my come dreams true. come true. Nice. <laughs> and the fans, right? And the fans, right that's now, that's are why varying. they haven't won the cup. You, you're not going to get the Hall and Oates song. The, the fan <laughs> if I went to a game, I'd be like, I hope the other team scores more because I don't want to hear that song. <laughs> the fan, the fan base is very upset about it right now because right. they've been doing it for like four years and it's just not working, and people are sick of it. Time to get rid of it. All right. Oh, uh, Edward, uh, the second song, second artist. Buddy Waters. I think it's Chuck Berry. I think it's Chuck, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry is the answer. Wow. We all, we all got Green Day for number three. I yeah. have Green Day. You couldn't ask me for three. I actually had that one. <laughs> um, I have five, too. Uh, I don't have four at all. Who's four? Is it, Blue, four? is it Blue Rodeo? I was. Is it another Canadian band? It is Broken Social Scene. Ah, uh, it is another Canadian band. That's not um, the one I knew. And yeah, I, I I wasn't gonna. Number five is so obvious, but it was also so painful, Ben, that I thought you would appreciate it. Who's number five? James Taylor, right? James yeah. Taylor is correct. Uh, Jeff Simon's number six. Mark Knopfler, uh, yeah. not Die Straits, but not Mark Knopfler with. Oh, uh, is it? Is that the live record with Emmylou Harris? It is very good. Okay. Um, all right. Number seven, Adam, any luck? Uh, Nico Case. Number seven. No, well, no I didn't seven. number them. I'm sorry. I didn't uh, number them. This is the uh, uh, something in Colorado. Got the hip hop there? song. Ben, no, no, no help. I just wrote Drake for both of the hip hop ones because I'm fucking livid. If Timmy didn't choose a Drake song and he can kiss Drake. my ass, he can kiss my ass. It's a fucking guy. <laughs> Number seven is Justin Bieber. Uh, I'm ha I'm, I don't feel bad that I missed that. Uh, anyone have something for number eight? I really no. Junkies. Oh, close. No. I mean, close. I think. Female singer? Yeah, the female singer. Is that new pornographers or Nico Case? No, it was Camera Obscura. Obscura! Shit. <laughs> I, I should have gotten that. That's a good song. Uh, ben, what about number nine? It's nothing. Oh, it's Bare Naked Ladies. It's got to be. It's the same dorky voice, right? It is Bare Naked Ladies. And then Ben's got the next three, I think. Bang, bang, no, bang. I right? really don't. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, number 10. I thought I thought you'd get that. Number 10, Jeff it's, Simons. Is Snow. It form the uh the white vanilla ice <laughs> um i used to see that guy at a bar all the time that uh, oh bet who is just hanging around like 
Anybody remember Snow? 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 <laughs> hey, I think the guy from Snow is here. <laughs> um, at number 11. That's definitely Falco. That is Falco. Vienna Calling. I absolutely loved um, pulling that one down. And then um, number 12, Adam, we'll give it to you. I didn't number them, but uh, so I don't know where I'm at. It's a slow country song. I have no idea what it is. Tell oh, us. is it Gordon Lightfoot? It, it is Gordon Lightfoot. It's got to be. favorite son, Gordon Lightfoot. And then, uh, Gordon Lightfoot has played Massey Hall more times than any other artist. The Billy Joel <laughs> that of tracks. Massey Hall. That track. Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> um, and number 13, Jeff Simons. No idea. It is Gucci Mane with Pooh Nice. That's excellent pronunciation. <laughs> and then that's the Tragically Hip. Did we get 10? You got 10. I should have made it 11. But it's not a competition. You all did very, very well with the Toronto Compilation Contest, which brings us to our first advertisement. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. I'm still salty, Timmy. I'm still salty. I can't believe you don't help us out at all. Like, you just, just no generosity whatsoever. That really was. No Drake is really... No Drake, That no was some rush, tough love. No, no rush, slow, no Drake. Nothing. Like, you just, you can't help us at all? I have your Drake... He just wasn't in the contest, but he is Toronto's favorite son. We get to pick the top selling artist from the city or state or country. And the top selling artist in Toronto history is Drake. And his number one song, most listened to song on Spotify is this one, a song I've never heard before. on your ways front way back way you know that i don't play streets not safe but i never run away even when i'm away otot there's never much love when we go ot i pray to make it back in one piece i pray i pray that's why i need a one dance got a hennessy in my hand one more time before i go higher powers taking a hold on me i need a one dance Got a Hennessy in my hand One more time before I go Higher powers taking hold on me I'm sorry, is there... Are we working toward a chorus of some sort? Oh. Oh. <laughs> so are I you joining me, that's, that's, joining that's, that's me in, the, in the Grumpy Drake Club? You were you were a mild defender the last time Drake came up on this well, podcast. There's no he, way Tim's been on the Grandpa Boy Corner just with you. You two guys are just there passing back and forth. Like, awesome. I just don't hear it at all. Let me tell you, I don't like that, but it sounds fantastic in my headphones. Like, it's so obviously headphones music. Like, that just, that's so deep and bassy and spectacularly produced. 
And even though I don't like it, I was really kind of enjoying the oral quality. That that's his biggest song ever on Spotify. Yeah, not God's plan. I can't believe never it. Never heard. Never heard it once. Yeah, me neither. So that song is fantastic. Um, and also, <laughs> note the like the production. Just right to spotlight the production. The production is amazing. Um, Drake and OVO Forty, his producer, have just have their their like just their finger on the pulse. But they're also like they're actually forward looking. They create things like they're one of the first acts, major major big hit acts. Like like basically steal that whole Caribbean backbeat that goes along with it, like the click 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 click. Um, and then you've got Drake mumbling, singing, and the baby, I like your style on top of it. Totally works. I love it. All right. Well, we're going to, I'm sure we're going to be talking a little bit more about Drake momentarily. Uh, ben, any idea of his record sales? Oh, I mean, the, the place. I mean, that, like, I think that song's got like over 2 million plays, right? Or 2 yeah. billion. Two, it's got a two at it. It's got a whole bunch of other numbers, and then there's a two at the front right, of it. Right. So it's a billion. That's unbelievable. 152 million in record sales. Um, yeah. So just extraordinarily successful artist. Uh, but we'll get to him more in a bit. Fun facts about Toronto. Let's start with Jeff Simons. Population, not the metropolitan area. But the city itself, how many people live in Toronto proper? 5.68 million. Ben, you're going to go higher or lower? Way under. It's definitely under that. It is indeed. Adam, any clue? Well, I know the answer. Oh, good. I'm going to say... That's uh, <laughs> what I have. <laughs> I, think, I mean, I think I know the answer. I would say 1.9 million. No way! Oh, it's waste. It's really. It's smart. the fourth largest city in North America. I can't. It's got to be more than two million and people. Adam might have been talking about the greater metropolitan area. I've got it as two point seven. Six million. Thank you. Five point six eight is a fabulous guess. <laughs> All right, I'm, we'll ta- I'm claiming that one. You guys oh are no way! That's the metro slug- area. That's slug- the metro- By the way, the metro area includes like Windsor. Like the metro area is like all the way down to Detroit and all the way down the other side. Oh my god! All right, um, Ben, I'll give you this question. We're gonna we're gonna give the English credit for the founding. Uh, to clarify, there was a French fort there uh, back along. And to clarify. I think there were people there before. I was just going to say. There for thousands of thousands. Oh, boy. 120 episodes in. It's finally what happens to us. Modern conception of Toronto. uh, What year would we go with Ben Barton? When when the French got there or when the English? No, when the English founded York, which then became Toronto. Uh, 1705. Higher or lower, Jeff Simons? That's a good guess. I'm going to say higher. 1793. Wow. Adam, how's my research? No quibbles? Uh, I, I, it sounds good. Sounds about right. right good, good, good. I, I had it a little later, but I don't have an exact year. So I can 1793? All right. This is a fun little contest. Uh, Jeff or Ben? Whoever says it first gets to then claim this title. You just have to defend your answer. Ready? All-time greatest Blue Jay. 
Joe Carter. Joe Carter says Jeff Simons. Jeff, defend your answer. He hits the iconic home run that wins the 93 World Series and skips around the bases like a five-year-old kid. I, I, you know, I can't imagine a greater Blue Jay World Series moment. Pretty great. Ben, what do you think? You agree? I have no Blue Jays at all, and I'm a Yankee fan. So I'm <laughs> oh, like, my God. It's like there was that gum underneath my shoe, and it was stuck to it, but I can't remember any names. It's <laughs> a bad day to be making, like, bold Yankee claims after that not a bad day to Not a bad day to dunk on the Blue Jays, though. Never a no. bad day for that. Fair enough. Um, other nominees? You could no, the correct answer. The oh, correct answer it? is uh, – is uh, Roberto Alomar. Roberto Alomar. The, the, the only one that could be argued is uh, Roy Halladay, but he didn't really put in enough time. So I'm okay. going to go. Didn't Robbie him. Alomar live at the Sky Dome in an apartment so that he could be closer to the workout equipment? I'm right about that, right? I don't, I don't know if that's the reason why he lived there, but he did live there. Wait, are there apartments at the Sky Dome? Yeah, there's apartments. In fact, when they first opened, people were renting them for the night and engaging in hotel activities in full view of the sky dome because it was a problem am i right that happened right yeah that's true yeah See, i know that about toronto Wait, the so baseball people... stadium is where it's at if you tried to do that in the upper deck in oakland it would be uh first of all nobody would see you now you could do it you could definitely do it now because there's only all 30 right. people at the games but once again the podcast has taken a turn uh you're all wrong the correct answer was john olerud because of his helmet can I tell you a can I tell you a funny story about John Olerud's helmet? Wait, does it involve does it involve Ricky Henderson? It involves yes, Ricky Henderson. I know the exact story he's going to tell. I don't know. Exactly. Tell me. Oh, it's a true story. Uh, my friend worked for the A's and uh, was told the story. Um, so Henderson and Olerud played together for six years in Toronto, and then Henderson was traded back to the A's. And one day they're playing the they're playing, and Olerud's at first base, and Ricky hits a single and comes back and says oh you wear the hard hat huh i used to play with a guy that did that he's like yeah it was me ricky for six years <laughs> they won a world series together yeah <laughs> you'd think he would remember him that is oh, so terrific great. uh and then finally i think just uh and adam you can speak to this but researching massey hall 1894 as you as you say um in, later, in, as he'll in, say later in the exciting interview to follow. Later, uh, in the exciting <laughs> interview to follow. I gotta believe this is the only place on earth where Winston Churchill, Helen Keller, Kraftwerk, Bob Marley, Bob Dylan, Justin Bieber, Jerry Seinfeld have all appeared on that stage. Like, is there another place that can claim that? Helen Keller? The Dalai Lama? That is a really unique history. And I've stunned them. That's the kind of information you can get on this podcast. Even though there are seasoned pros... They can be stunned into silence. Just I, was, with I loved I loved your choices. That was a wonderfully eclectic list of uh, performers. What was fascinating is that Helen Keller and Jerry Seinfeld actually did their gig together. <laughs> I was just uh, gonna say it was fascinating. Thank you for that layup. That's a great. That's a great. But seriously, you're a great crowd. 
Question, <laughs> question of the day, Adam, is to you, who has the best poutine in the city? Uh, you know, poutine's more of a, a, a Quebec thing. That was tough, Timmy. Do you see what happened there? That didn't work out at all. I mean, we we have he just Helen Keller you. He would just he just <laughs> slapped you back. Like we we have poutine, but yeah. uh, we I think it, we're only known to Americans for our poutine because in Toronto we think of Quebec as being the poutine capital. So what is the Toronto go-to? Like, what's the Philly cheesesteak of Toronto? Oh, that's a great question, actually. I think the thing about Toronto is is that like we're just super diverse. So you can yeah. get a great poutine, you can get a great pizza, you can get Chinese, Vietnamese, Indian, and so we're like jack of many trades. But um, I think culinary, not not one. Well, our, I, our hot dogs are pretty good. Street street dogs are pretty good. I was gonna say Sneaky D's because it is also a place where Arcade Fire played. Um, wow and feist and so i was like oh even though i haven't eaten there that place must be pretty cool get the nachos okay (laughs) (laughs) great call great call uh ben barton here's what to do in toronto according to tripadvisor.com uh number one are you going here ben it's ripley's aquarium (laughs) that's a tough get Nah, I'm not going there either. All right. Is that like a believe it or not aquarium? Like fake animals? (laughs) Jeff Simons. Uh, Number two is the Toronto Island Park. Are you going to head out there? Sounds like two things I like, islands and parks. Okay. Combined together. Okay. Uh, Ben Barton, number three is the CN Tower. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, totally. From the cover of views. I'm definitely doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Drake has been there as well uh jeff simons the saint lawrence market sounds nice okay Adam our guest is up. our guest is nodding so i'm definitely going there Good one, yeah also right. i'll say about the, about the cn tower no torontonian has been to the cn tower more than once if that many times okay like if you live in toronto you never go to the cn tower okay except if you're shooting an album cover of some sort I imagine um, the same thing's true of the Space Needle in Seattle. I can't I imagine yeah. people don't go up in that very often. Uh Ben Barton, what about uh the Royal Ontario Museum? Do you want to check that out? Yes, absolutely. Super into that. Absolutely. The uh I went there and I got to see uh the death of General Wolf, which is a painting I teach every year. So that was super exciting for me. And then finally, Jeff Simons, in Toronto, you have the Hockey Hall of Fame. Oh, I'm definitely going there. Yeah. Because I want to I wanna uh, research the pre-helmet days of hockey. Oh. Which I, I imagine just... there are some fantastic photographs of like toothless animals beating each other senseless. I'm excited about that. <laughs> okay. I read a book about the story of hockey. It was one of those like books for fifth graders, like, you know, it's like a middle school. Sure. And uh, it was all about how the NHL when there were only six franchises. Uh-huh. And uh, I kind of fell for hockey for a little bit because that book really cast a spell. So I oh. would definitely go to the hockey museum. Me too. Oh, wait, how many of the six can you name? All the six. Canadians, the Leafs. Uh, those two teams are very good. Uh, the Rangers. Rangers for sure. Um, the, the Sabres maybe. The Flyers. And I'm just, um, now, and the Blackhawks. 
Oh, and the Blues. Yeah. The Blues and the Blackhawks are the two American. No, okay. I'll stop. Blackhawks is good. Okay. You're forgetting uh, the, the greatest hockey franchise in the world, the Boston Boston, Bruins. come on now. You come didn't on. get Boston? I mean, it's such a little town. I always forget about it. <laughs> There's one more. <laughs> uh, Detroit yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, so, Detroit. Oh, of course. That's just pathetic. I didn't get the Red Wings. Shame All on right. Me. Well, let's get to our three songs or events or people. Or people. Who gets to go first? Ben gets to go first. Let's he's go. got some. He's got Let's some Drake go. payback to do. Oh, uh, I mean, I just listen. You're just gonna play "Nice for What," and you're gonna start at a minute and ten seconds, and I'm just gonna talk for a second about Drake. Okay. So, um, I faced a lot of criticism on this podcast uh, from the elderly. You know, angry old people really <laughs> don't elderly. like to talk to young people. They don't like to talk to people who listen to new things. They only want to listen to old things. That's fine for those people. Um, I actually thought about not choosing a Drake song. I'm in New York City this weekend, and I take the A train out to JFK. This is how I'm exiting New York City. And the A train ceases going express and goes local in the middle between Brooklyn and Queens. And right across from here are these two really heavy set working uh, African-American dudes who just lose their fucking minds when it goes local. Like they're just like, oh, on the weekend, every time with the local. And the other guy's like, that's why they got to pay you more on the weekend. He's like, it's going to take me two hours to get home. They're like screaming at each other, so mad. And then one guy goes, you know what I'm going to do? And the other guy goes, I know. And then he pulls into his backpack and pulls out a portable speaker and then plays a Drake song on the portable speaker, filling the entire uh, train car. And I was like, who am I kidding? I'm definitely choosing a Drake song. These are my people. This is my thing. So this is my actual favorite. Wait, 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 wait. Was it like the last days of disco where everybody got up and started dancing and stuff? Now everyone was so beaten down. Dude, listen, uh, that H-Rain ride is like, I can't even describe how horrible it was. I'm definitely way, not doing that again. Is it legal to go from an express to a local? They could just change it like that? Oh, listen, as the guys expressed very carefully on the weekends, you never know. Like, they'll just go oh, ahead and move it over to the local track and just screw you. Oh, it's brutal. Uh, so this is from 2018, Scorpion this is the name of the record. Um, and this is a comeback record for Drake. Uh, he was like in a little bit of a fallow period. And then this record is just absolutely gar gargantuan. It's got God's plan on it. Um, this is the third single from the record. It's a little more up-tempo, so I'm hoping that I can get some buy-in from the, from the elderly here. Um, and it is similar to some of the early Kanye. It's got a really, really lovely expression of the female point of view. It's a song about a woman <laughs> she breaks into, and it's excellent. Minute 10, nice for what? Without a follow, without a mention You really piping up on these niggas You gotta be nice for what to these niggas I understand, you got a hundred bands You got a baby bands, you got some bad friends High school pics, you was even bad then You ain't stressing off no lover in the past tense You already had them, work at 8 a.m. Finish round five, post talk down You don't see them outside Yeah, they don't really be the same offline You know dog days, you know hard times for the last month, Saturday, call the girls, get them gassed up. Gotta hit the club, gotta make the ass jump. Gotta hit the club like you hit the motherfucker. 
fucking angles With your phone out, snapping like you Fable And you showing off, but it's alright And you showing off, but it's alright It's a short life Jeff, do you know that sample? No. You want to tell us, Adam? Yeah, it's uh, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill's X Factor. So badass. Oh, yeah. You're right. Perfect. That was great. There was no, there was no sad mumbling. I love yeah, it. no, that one. That's I mean, among the Drake songs, that's a more up-tempo one. But I absolutely love that one. That everything's paid for. You're taking pictures like her famo. It's like this woman who works super hard, eight to five thirty, and then she's out at the club with her girls and just having a ball. Love that. And also, like the whole nice for what? Like I got to be nice to these guys. Like what am I doing with them? Like I'm, I'm like Ben Barton. What um, what song did the guys on the train play? Oh, I don't know. It wasn't one of these. It wasn't oh. one that I knew, but I recognized it immediately as Drake and it made me super uh, happy. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I know what I'm doing. As we said, like, I mean, I, I actually, I legit like him. Like I like his new record and there's 20 Drake songs that I like um, wow. and that I listen to all the time. Like I actually dig him. How many and this albums? one was like a regular on the running mix. You can imagine like what a little toe tapper it is. And dude, it's also, he's got like, like this is a two minute, 58 second song. That's just all. It just goes, just goes, goes. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I like appreciate that. Candy, nothing but sugar the whole way through it. It's great. How do you run at that speed? Step, 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 step. Yeah, it's a terrifying pace. Ben, how many albums does Drake have at this point? Uh, 12, maybe? I don't know. Do you know the answer to this? I don't know. I, well, I was wondering, like, you, you set me up with Kanye, and um, that was the education album. And so I, I went running with that like seven or eight times. And I really enjoyed it. What, what album should I go running with? With Drake. This one's a good one. Scorpion's a good one. Scorpion? Yeah. All right. I'm looking right now to see how many albums he has. All uh, right, there's, Jeff. All, there's all these weird like EPs and everything. Yeah, I know. And mix, mix, like it's hard to really say. Jeff Simons, this is our homework. All right. Between now no. and Wisconsin, we're going to listen to Scorpion seven times. That's absolutely out. There's no way I'm doing that. that you have a good time. That is not a, a growth mindset, Jeff Simons. Right. Like very closed off mindset. You're right. That's a fix. I have a fixed Drake mindset. I enjoyed that more than any minute of Drake I've ever heard. If so. you count mixtapes and EPs, he's got 18. If you just count mixtapes, he's got 14. So I was 15 is a pretty good guess. Yeah, right. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, we'll move it on to you, Jeff Simons. I'm totally changing my pick. Toronto, because, Canada. Uh, what? Well, I don't know. I, what what is your pick, Tim? What are you picking? I'm gonna pick an event that rolls. Oh well, then I'm switching it up entirely. I was gonna do Ambulance Blues by Neil Young because um, Wikipedia tells me that song is about Toronto, although it's completely, you know, elliptical based on the okay. lyrics. Um, I'm gonna pick Rush. I'm gonna pick a Rush song because. Hey. Uh, oh, now we're talking. I, I mean, are we I'm not gonna, gonna talk about? Canada. I mean, I asked. Wow. You'll hear in a moment that I ask. Uh, are those kids our actually guest from discussion. Toronto, or are they from Toronto? Yeah, they grew up in. I mean, I mean, you couldn't give us a Rush song like they're on the. Out. They grew what up on doing? Queen Street they, playing yeah, covers. They didn't mention Toronto in any of their songs. They There's mentioned a, a song called YYZ. They mentioned Wizards. 
<laughs> no, but see, so here's a song not about Toronto, but it might be about the surrounding sprawl around Toronto. Um, oh, so, come on, Jeff. Yeah, baby. I have a, I have a really uh, interesting relationship with this band because I don't really like them very much, but I like them more and more and more every year that I age. Um, and I don't know if this says about me, but um, uh, I just continue to keep coming back to Rush music in a way that I never thought I would. I thought they were really silly in high school. I thought it was all bloated. And I was into, you know, I was almost entirely into punk rock. So Rush seemed like the antithesis of that. But, you know, when you go back and listen to early Rush records, one of the things I really love about them, and this is not an example because I don't make any sense, but there's no overdubs on like the first five Rush records. It is just guitar, bass, drums. Like there's not even like, there's barely any reverb on anything. It's just those guys playing as hard and fast as they can as a trio. And then the song ends in like, okay, what's next? And it has aged incredibly well in comparison to a bunch of stuff from the seventies with like lots of silly synthesizer sounds and over, over techno. But that get being said, probably my favorite Rush uh song is this one and it's guilty of all the worst 80s rush moves it's got a big drippy keyboard um it's got silly uh overdub sounds but i just think it's great this is a um and it i it it reminds me of kind of the the worst kind of suburbia of my childhood you know the strip malls and and housing developments where all the houses look the same so if nobody else is going to pick Rush, I'm going to ride for a little bit for Subdivisions uh, as my Toronto song. happened to us but so um that song is great it's <laughs> great that the song is great so my heart's my heart's beating like a rabbit uh, here's the thing that makes me really happy is jeff you're such a suburban kid that that, that song really speaks to you it just makes yeah. me really really happy the conformer right? cashed out like but jeff's like oh, oh my goodness the keyboard sound at the beginning is so unbelievably awful. That's unbelievable. It's also, you know, it's two years before Jump by Van Halen. I know. I know. There's no way that Hanlon didn't hear subdivisions and be like, well, now that's got something going on. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs>
Um, the pre-chorus and the chorus, though, the guitar parts and the bass parts in there, that's much more Jeff speed. But I mean, the da, 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 da. Oh, that's really tough. That keyboard well, you remember sucks. that I broke into playing in bands, playing 80s keyboards. So like oh, subdiv still, subdivisions was part of my like calling card, man. I could play all that stupid <laughs> shit. And, I used to know that whole thing. So we've would discussed it, this it, before, but I think, oh, I'm sorry, to Adam. I don't, I don't think I told this exact story. So um, I was not a rush guy in high school, senior year, second semester of high school. Um, and I won't say the guy's name, even though it doesn't matter, but um, we're out at this guy's house and he's having a, un, un, like a, a party at his house. His parents are around and he's like, you know, my mom works for the city and she's got a city car. Would you like to drive in it? And we're like, yeah, sure. So we, we go out into this like Ford that's got like government plates on it. <laughs> and my friend's like, but it's a city car. We don't give a shit about it. And so he just takes off. Like we're going like 80 through oh these back roads of Brooklyn. And we're like literally, and he's like, oh, I got the street for us. We go up the street where there's a big hill. You go up and we get into the air and oh then my. come all the way down to smack with the sparks behind us. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Comes from skid back into his driveway. Guess what song we heard on loop? What? Tom Sawyer. That was, yeah. it. That was the song for that drive. And dude, I got out of that car. I was like, I almost puked. And then I was like, I gotta hear that song again. Like, <laughs> for life. Amazing. I, mean, I was just wondering if it would surprise you guys that like that. I looked it up. That song's 1982. Like yeah. I was in high school in the nineties and even through the nineties, like you would hear rush on the radio all the time right? on the rock stations. Cause we had a, you had to play a certain number of Canadian. We had oh, awesome. Oh, so that means it's just rush. <laughs> yeah. A lot of rush, a lot of Neil Young, a lot of, uh, guess who. Guess who I thought about. Yeah. I want to shout out a couple he of the Torontonians. He's Canadian, right? You must've got a lot not. of Torontonians. Totally. But um, the one person that uh, I wanted to shout out a couple of people from Toronto that I've come across. So Bob Ezrin, the producer of The Wall and a bunch of other super important. He's from Toronto. And then Andy Stochansky, Andy DeFranco's drummer on all those great records. Ben is a Toronto oh, nice. native. Okay. And then Sarah Harmer, who I opened for for like two weeks in 2004 and who is like back at it, making great records again is also a, a Torontonian. And I believe, I don't know if Ron Sexsmith counts, but I uh, I love Ron Sexsmith, so. Sarah Harmer was, uh, played Massey this year. Nice. Oh, cool. I opened for her at the Iron Horse in Northampton for two nights and two, like when she was just breaking into the United States. So she was very kind. All right. All right, I'm done. You're up. Well, it's time to bring this rollicking train of a podcast uh to its station speaking of which the transcontinental pop festival was something that uh struck my fancy when i was researching janice joplin the festival express train a tour that went from montreal to toronto uh i want to say was it winnipeg and then calgary um that featured janice joplin the grateful dead the band, Buddy Guy, the Flying Burrito Brothers, Mountain, and I'm not familiar with this band, Ian and Sylvia's Great Spectacle, spe Speckled Bird. Anyway, Ian, Ian and Sylvia wrote a, a song called um, Four 
four strange winds or four four strange winds or something like that it's a very famous folk song okay yeah, worth, okay if you like so four strong four strong winds. that's it four, four strong, strong winds. winds. Uh, an amazing concept uh by this promoter he's just going to put these bands on a train and they're going to go from stop to stop to stop and and people are going to go hear their concerts uh montreal cancels they got a little freaked out about the whole scene surrounding these bands uh but don't worry the montreal tickets were going to be honored in toronto the problem was that in toronto a group of what thousand or so leftists uh objected to the price being being demanded of them yeah this was when all this is when people were burning down their own rock festivals because yeah. they thought they should be free yeah. yeah they stormed the stadium by the way the tickets were 16 dollars for two nights like for both nights 16 bucks but no 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 it should be free uh the man is hassling us they go ahead and storm the gates and the promoter says to jerry garcia or actually the police went to the promoter and said, you got to lower the ticket prices. And the promoter's like, if I lower the ticket prices, I can't pay anyone. And so he goes to Jerry Garcia and says, these are your people. And Jerry Garcia says, okay. And he rents a flatbed truck and puts on a concert for free, which is in competition with his own concert. So they play from, I think, 7 p.m. to 4 a.m. in this park near the stadium so that when the concert ends at the stadium, everyone from the stadium then goes to the park. Uh, Quite the scene. They get back on the train and go to Winnipeg. There's a famous story of them running out of booze and they just stop in a small town and buy. That's that scene in the movie. (laughs) There's literally, okay, so they're on a train and they run out of booze and... (laughs) It's not in Toronto. It's like somewhere in the prairies, I think. Right. They literally stop the train and there's uh, a liquor store like within walking distance of the train tracks. And they have footage of them like with dollies, like wheeling cases <laughs> of booze onto the train. And, and then the party keeps rolling. It's an amazing scene. Amazing. When they interview the owner of that store, like I want to hear his story. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the train stops. Like, like, <laughs> these weird hippies show up and they're like, we have $10,000 and we need all of your alcohol. And the guy's like, fuck it, I'm closed. I'm moving to Florida. <laughs> exactly. Give me that money. Take it. Take it all. He's telling that story in Sarasota. These Wookiees came in and they had all the money in the world. He's like, you're not going to believe it. I had a liquor store. It was right next to the train tracks. You can imagine. Real shitty. Like, terrible. <laughs> However. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go with Janis Joplin's Tell Mama from the Festival Express Tour. Coming up, we have to endure an ad for the uh, Jagged Little Pill musical. I, we haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> we... <laughs> Get we Changing the channel. Here we go. Come on. 
That was cooking. Damn, I like the live version. That was fantastic. Isn't it great? Yeah, it's really a barn burner. And that's not Big Brother, right? That's just her? That's the Cosmic Blues band who could actually play. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And also, dude, like where they, they, they stop trying to feature themselves and feature Janet. Yes, Thomas. exactly. That's a wise move on their part. <laughs> that's the really, that's the that. big change in her catalog from like when Big Brother and Holy Company is like, I thought this band was about my terrible guitar solo to the <laughs> guys were like, maybe we should let her sing. <laughs> oh, dude, you go back and listen to the Big Brother record. There's like five songs not sung by Janice Johnson. I know, it's like, unforgivable. I just go find all those people and put a hit on them. Like, <laughs> like, if I could travel back in time, I would kill them so that wouldn't happen. You know, one of those guys lived uh, like right around the corner from me for about two or three years when I lived in uh, Mill Valley. Like one, I can't remember which Big Brother it was, but yeah. He was he was living off that. He would just wander down to Mill Valley and wait for somebody to mention Janice Joplin. Be like, you know, <laughs> like immediately, like launch into his Big Brother stories. <laughs> well, gentlemen, that is all the time we have here in Toronto, Canada. It is a lovely city. Go ahead, look it around, soak it in, uh, Adam. Yeah, can I give you? I, I just because we're at the end here, and I, yeah. I just did this this right now. I have a, like a very short list of things that I'm surprised we didn't mention. Can I run through them? Yeah, let's do yes! it. Yes, let's go. Okay, first one is the quintet. So the, the it's a it's known as it's supposed to be known as the greatest jazz concert of all time. Oh. I don't know if you guys are jazz, jazz fans, and it was at Massey Hall. Okay, I think 1953. So the lineup is Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie. Bud Powell, Max, Max Roach, and Charles Mingus. Wow. And uh that's it. Poorly attended, but there, there's a re- there's a recording of it, and it's and it's dubbed the the greatest jazz concert of all time. Okay. The second one is the Elma Combo. Oh yeah. Club, which is a club that um Rolling Stones played at. And I think one of Elvis Costello's first yes. records was recorded live there. Yes, I have yeah, both I mean, those shows. Great, that's a famous Stone show. Yeah, and totally. actually, Stevie was... Stevie Ray Vaughan's Elma Combo show is also officially released and also fantastic. Yeah, and I think this, I think the Stones just like in the last year or two released that uh, show. They did. So then the next one is uh, the Keith Richards Rolling Stones incident at Toronto where he got busted for drugs. And then, like, he was taken to court, and the punishment was he had to play a free concert. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> and the next one is uh, SARS stock. Have you guys ever heard of SARS? Sure. Stock? Yeah, I remember that. Absolutely. So like, uh, I think it was like yeah. 100, 200,000 people. We had like SARS came, rip through our city, and then to like get past SARS, we threw a huge concert. Oh. And it was like Rolling Stones, ACDC, and then Justin Timberlake, Flaming Lips. And Justin Timberlake famously got booed. Uh, relentlessly oh. off the stage. He, he went out with the Rolling Stones and the crowd did not appreciate I love it. that. But didn't the Stones agree to do SARS stock because they felt so bad about uh, the drug bust and the, I mean, aren't they related that like they had such lovely memories of the old Macombo I, and Toronto being cool to Keith? I think the re- I think the reason was that their manager was from Toronto. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, the next one is we didn't talk about the band the band and Dylan discovered oh, the band when his secretary told told him like there's a great band in Toronto you got to check out and he showed up in Toronto and checked out the band and then the last one is Jackie Shane who's an American but she uh was a trans uh R&B singer that like 
broke out in Toronto in the 60s. And huh. it was like a huge deal. And then the Numero Group, which is like a famous reissue label. Oh, the Numero yeah. Group were doing, I, I grew up with those guys in the Hated and they're redoing the entire Hated catalog. And I'm loving it so much. And all the Who's Could Do stuff they do as well as the Numero yeah. Group is a, just a fantastic label. They did a major reissue of her stuff. And that's all I got. I just, that's I just pretty thought, great. I oh, you're we awesome. would have touched on one of those. Well, I we have you know we usually don't have a fact checker we at the end of our episodes. This is good for for the research department. The actual thing is we usually don't have someone who knows things. I know. have someone who knows things. That's a plus. I just, those are a few. I just, I just wrote that down right now. There's a list that I was like, well, surely we'll get to these. Right, but Adam, this wasn't this wasn't an interview for the podcast. This was a job interview, and son, you have passed. Let's Thank go. You very much. We're hiring him. Uh, awesome, awesome times. Jeff Simons, you know where we're going next? No. Anyone know any musicians from London? We're going to London, England? Nice. Yes, London, England. Adam, you said you know Keith and Mick. If you could yes. get us some contact with them. We'll do. I mean, we're doing 50 places and we're covering New York and London in the first five. Yeah, you sure about that, man? You don't want to you don't want to ease in to the to the two capitals. Where the hell do we go after London? And also, Jimmy, like, it's been it's been so <laughs> hilariously all over the map. You're like, we start with Pittsburgh, and I don't budge on that at all. Pittsburgh, yeah. that's where we start. Everyone okay. starts in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Then, then Australia. We, then we moved to an entire continent, which we yep. just did like one week. Yeah, yep. yep, that continent was covered. Then we go to New York. Then we go to Toronto, and now we're going to London. Yes. Okay. I I will trust in the wisdom of my leaders. <laughs> That's worked out well for you so far. So far, so good. Okay. All See right, you in Adam. Great meeting you. Thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks, man. Well done. That was great. Thank you. That was fun. Jeff Simons, hang in there with your job and everything. Going to see Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs tomorrow night at oh, the Fillmore. Very right. excited. All right. Um, wait, real quick. Taylor Swift, Ben Barton, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, listen to two full times through. Yeah. Mixed bag, but quite liking it. And also, I'm, let me start with this. I fucking love it. I love it. I love it that she went back to pop music. Like I, I heard that like the, just the brazenness, the balls that she's showing just in her, just hopping around all over the map yeah. to do two weird folk records and then follow it up with two covers of her original albums and then just break right back, picking up where she left off as if nothing had happened in the last three years is just off the hook. So reviews from my students are very lukewarm. People are pissed. Like my Swifties came into class like, I'm done with Taylor. This record sucks. What? So I don't know what happened. That's too far. Too I far. was mad. I, I was mad on Taylor's behalf. And then we had this great conversation, Ben, with, I had this great conversation with her how she's like, has never gotten any major trouble. And she's a spectacular example of a child star that held it together. And like, that's not true. She's under, like, she's made a lot of big mistakes. I'm like, name one. So like she flies around a lot in helicopters and leaves a big carbon footprint. I'm like, dude, <laughs> she did not like abandon a monkey at an airport or have somebody yeah, killed. No. Like you've carbon got nothing. Footprint. You've got nothing. Yeah. It was it was really really funny. 
All but right. also she she knew. I mean, she was bound to face backlash because she did this whole folk thing, and everyone yeah. had to get their sweaters and their tea out. And then she's going to do a, a a hit record. Believe me, there are people who hated the last two records who were super amped to have her back. I mean, she I'm just sure that's yeah. true. She's also she. And you know, it's the most streamed record ever in the first week. Like she just can't win for losing. You know what I mean? No matter I what, she said, there was going to be a lot of pushback. That's for true. You that's know what? Cool. I wonder if there are people like who felt that way about the Beatles. Like when the Beatles put out Abbey Road, where like it was half the planet, like, ugh, these guys again with their songs and walking across the street. Oh, dude, put some shoes so on. That was one of the funnest things about the Let It Be um, documentary. Like, the, people are like, yo, the Beatles are recording. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's <just> amazing. <laughs> yeah. Those clouds are still at it. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll talk later. Sounds great. Thanks, friends. See you guys. Hey, usually you'd get the artist in residence portion of the podcast, but we're trying something new with Toronto. We're going to split it up and see if that works a little bit better. So rather than having an hour and a half podcast you have to plow through, we're going to do our city or state or nation podcast on Wednesday, and then we'll follow it up with the artist in residence conversation on Friday. So look forward to Toronto, artists in residence, this coming Friday. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour.